the bullfinch uh, raises an embarrassing memory for me because Ooh. I I was once uh, uh, talking to a group of teachers and I, I held forth on singing and all the rest of it and then a fellow put up his hand and said uh, I, I highlighted the fact that the bullfinch doesn't sing. He has an old squeaky thing, you know. And I said, here's an example now of a bird with lovely colouring, doesn't need to sing. His colours do it all for him, do you see? And this fellow put up his hand at the end of it and says, why is the bullfinch such a great singer? You see, so I said, oh my God, is this fellow being asleep all the time? Uh, but in fact, years later, reading a book uh, on uh, history of ornithology, I discovered that German foresters go around to bullf- or used to go around to bullfinch nests and take all the babies out and play the tin whistle to them and teach them tunes. Ah, go they on, do, you're pulling their legs. No, they do this in the Hearts Mountains. And Queen Victoria had a bullfinch that sang God Save the Queen. Tsar um, Nicholas had one that did the Tsarist National Anthem. They are actually excellent singers. The man was right. I was totally wrong, except... You see, bullfinches stay so close together that they whisper sweet nothings to each other. Mm. He sings all right, but he sings very quietly and we don't hear it. They're not that well liked by gardeners at this time of the year either because, am I right in saying that? Because of the blossom. Yes, they, 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 they nip off the blossoms and they, they, they take away the fruit. That, that's right, and there used to be a bounty on their heads in Ireland and in other European countries because they would come into fruit orchards, particularly mm. for things like apples, apples and, pears, mm. plums as well, and they would eat the blossom because it's rich in nectar. A yeah. great source of food for them, all sorts of other um, nutrients in there as well. And of course, if they nip off that uh, that flower, then no fruit will be produced on that particular from that particular flower. And if they do a whole tree, then it's all gone. And uh, thankfully, that's the, that 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 uh, bounty on their heads is a thing of the past. They're completely protected by law now. They've learned their lessons. That's what you're saying. They well, don't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's certainly a lovely bird, and it's it's the it's the bird. It's the Christmas bird for so many people in northern and eastern Europe as well. Because don't they're, mention Christmas now. Well, it's I know over. It's, it's over, but still, we don't. But we, that would only be the male bird, surely, because they exhibit this sexual dimorphism where you can tell the two them apart very very easily a bit like we talked about the blackbird earlier on yeah but the, the reason the reason why I mean the, the sort of festive colours being this, this lovely red or pink the robin in this country and in Britain and a few places as well that is with us all year round in our gardens in the winter but in parts of Scandinavia and in Eastern Europe it's so cold that those robins all migrate down to the Mediterranean but the bullfinches stay behind there's no point in having a robin as your Christmas bird if there's no <laughs> robins in the country at the time so the bullfinch gets that role there